Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as delightful as a Jafiro Dilrusen Dink, fantasy advice as classy as a Robert Lewandowski heel flick and pundits who are both regretting not freeing up the funds to bring in Jadon Sancho. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 30. And joining me as ever, it's the fantasy fußball got Flo. Flo, uh, the first and most important question, have you forgiven? me? Of course not, James. <laughs> I wish I could have been a good luck charm. Yeah, my rage is eternal. And I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I tweeted you before the Bremen-Frankfurt match that you know what to do, but obviously you don't. Um, yeah, Bremen comes up empty-handed after that. And I mean, who to blame if not you? I know, right? It's all, it all comes down to the commentator, up. right? Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's it. No, who else? Like, who else could take the blame? <laughs> not the players, you know. Definitely not the players. I mean, Obviously not. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I trust me. I was trying to defend those set pieces as best I could from from the studio. Yeah. I really was, um, and and I'm sorry, I did not do a good enough job. <laughs> you you wasn't you weren't paying attention that Ilsanka was coming on. I don't think I don't think anyone was. He literally ran from the bench into the box and scored after what was it, 17 seconds with his first touch. Yeah. An absolute madness yeah I, I i truly i truly do apologize for what happened yesterday in that game against frankfurt for bremen that's two now because i did the cup game as well so you know maybe maybe i shouldn't i should maybe ask not to commentate bremen games anymore yeah. um that may be the way forward but, but that will be a start James. <laughs> okay I'll, I'll pass the message on to my boss i promise i promise now uh ladies and gents uh, we've had a bit of fun because this is what we do like to do uh, on this show we like to provide light-hearted entertainment but if you will allow i'm going to quickly digress away from the fantasy world to what is going on in the real world right now on match day 29 we saw weston mckenney mark Marcus Turam, Jaden Sancho, Ahraf Hakimi and Anthony Modest send powerful human rights messages in solidarity with victims of police brutality and racism. I want to say I saw Matt Herman and June Pan did a fantastic job of covering those messages in the main Talking Fußball show. But it does go, I think, a bit deeper now and... You don't need to hear two middle-aged white guys discuss the matter because, let's be honest, our sadness and hurt is just a drop in the ocean compared to the emotions of those who walk in these shoes on a daily basis. And that's not just since the brutal murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Aubrey and many others. This has been going on for generations. And I feel like it would be remiss of us not to use our platform to promote a positive message instead of being complicit in our silence. So what we'd like to do is encourage you to do three things. Firstly, a great friend of this show, Jonathan Harding, has done an interview with Bayern Munich centre-back uh, Jerome Boateng for Deutsche Welle. That, I believe, is a must-read. Read. Secondly, we'd encourage you to listen to the latest episode of the Stadio podcast with Musa Okwanga and Ryan Hun. It is not the most comfortable thing to listen to as a white man, but it is powerful and moving. And quite frankly, now is not the time to bunker down in our comfort zones. Thirdly, be active. Be an active part of the solution. The resources for Black Lives Matter, they are not hard to find. For instance, there's a great link on Weston McKenney's Twitter feed. Because from us, enough is enough.
All right, thank you to Aiden, our sound engineer extraordinaire, for putting 45 seconds of silence in. I thought it was worth just taking a pause. And now we can turn our attention to what we are all here for on Talking Foosball Fantasy, which is some light-hearted fantasy football discussion ahead of what is another big weekend in the Bundesliga. First, though, a note to the TFF Pokal run by our good friend Haymarket Second. So a quick congratulations to Il Diavolo, FC Hartshausen Hazatal, and Korosh for you, who picked up first leg wins. Meanwhile, it's goalless at the halfway stage of the quarterfinal clash between Orange Mechanic and Whitesworn FC. Fortunately, from my personal experience, I'm only one deal down to Korosh. It could have been worse had he starman Sancho. So I'm not down and out just yet. I'm aiming to bounce back, but I've got to figure out a way to find some differentials this weekend, it has to be said. Now, I will be honest, we are doing today's show a little bit off the cuff. As you may have noticed in the introduction, I was commentating the Bremen Frankfurt game last night, and we've cracked on early on Thursday to get the show to you ASAP. Um, so we're going to be doing things a little bit differently and make this pretty much a listener question only show. So we're going leave it there for part one actually in part two where we're diving into the mailbag to answer all your burning questions Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Time to get to the listener questions. And I thought I'd start with a good one that's quite general flow. At FPL Viking 10 is asking, which teams do we think have the best fixtures for the last five game weeks? So at first I want to say I, I wouldn't think too much about five match days ahead because especially um, when we're reaching the last two match days, there will be a bit different feel to the fantasy game because all matches will kick off at the same time which means you only can feel 11 players you can't do substitutions afterwards meaning you can have three players on the bench who have bad fixtures and it won't matter so that's definitely something to keep in mind that at the last two match days you don't have the flexibility we used to have in the Bundesliga fantasy game. Apart from that, I think there are a lot of teams who have interesting fixtures and just some I would avoid. And I think Hertha has a tough run in. They're playing Dortmund, Frankfurt, Leverkusen, Gladbach. And the fifth game is Freiburg. So not one easy fixture in there. And the other team I would definitely avoid for the next three matches is Fortuna Düsseldorf. They're playing Hoffenheim, Dortmund and Leipzig. That's the next three games. Teams with a really good fixture list is Frankfurt. They're having Mainz, Hertha, Schalke, Köln and Paderborn until the rest of the season. That's really good looking. I like the Leverkusen fixture list very much after this match day. They're playing Munich this match day, but next match day it's it's Schalke and then Cologne, Hertha and Mainz closing out. And uh, Dortmund and Leipzig both have very good fixture lists, unless the 33rd match day when they're playing against each other. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. And if you're looking further down the table, Augsburg, they're playing Cologne, Mainz, Hoffenheim, Düsseldorf. And the next four matches, so that's looking good. And last match day is against Leipzig. But I wouldn't mind that too much if I am were to set up my team right now. I just, I just think look at teams you might want to avoid. But I usually don't look five steps ahead, especially with the situation that all matches kick off at the same time. 
uh, at match day 33. Yeah, I think I think that's a very valuable point. We lose all our flexibility. And I think our experiences of those last two match days are that they are very tough to navigate, actually, sometimes, especially match day 34, when you can sometimes see a whole heap of rotation coming in and players you wouldn't expect to feature do end up featuring. But I think you're right, Flo. Dortmund and Leipzig, for me, have the, the standout fixture list. It's interesting. I was also looking at Köln, Augsburg and Union because, for me, their next two games each aren't that bad. The problem is where's the consistency from those three sides and you know how much can we really buy into them and invest in them and feel confident in getting returns that is the tricky part of it but those three could be reasonable sources of differentials and if anything I'd I'd make Köln top of that list I'd make Augsburg second and Union third because I am I, I am still a little bit worried about Union this season I'm not going to lie um, but let's talk about some star players and move on to our next listener question it's from at Isak underscore Krishnan he said if I can afford only two who should I prefer among Sancho, Gnabry and Harvets. Definitely Sancho at number one, then it would Gnabry for me and third Harvets just because of the way that Bayern is playing right now. Harvets is a great player. He can have a great fantasy game in any match. I just think the likeliest scenario is Leverkusen not creating as many chances as we used oh, they to. Di- they didn't create that many against Freiburg, it has to be said. Yeah, but Harvard's had to come off pretty early because of a knee injury. Uh, that's not serious, but still, it. I think it hurt the way that Leverkusen uh, did play. If you're going high-priced midfielders, I actually prefer Philip Kostic this week over Serge Nabry. Uh, Kostic is playing at home against Mainz. And you might think, well, they're playing Bayern in the Cup next week. So maybe there's a bit of rotation happening from Adi Hütter. But the good thing is Kostic is suspended in the Cup because of his ruthless challenge against Irma Toprak. And I might add Toprak still not being able to play after that match. But Kostic is suspended in the Cup. So no reason to sit him in the league. That's why I personally, if I want to invest in two midfielders and you're not thinking about the Leipzig midfielders, probably because they already are in your squad, uh, Sancho and Kostic are uh, at the top of my list. With Sancho number one and Kostic number two, yeah. but very close. Yeah, I have to admit, Flo, when I went and looked at your team, I was surprised that you didn't have Sancho in there after everything that you said last week. I thought, oh, he's guaranteed. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, make it, it happen. So, oh, I didn't have so the money. <laughs> that's, that's, that was sad. I, I wanted to, but in the end, I, I couldn't do it without like selling someone I, I, I would have felt bad about. Yeah. And although he was my banker and that was not the worst choice in the world, I think I couldn't. I, at the end, I, I made a transfer as a goalkeeper that shows you that like at the end, I, I just felt there were sideways moves for me that would fit the budget. So I decided to sell Schubert because the writing was on the wall. Um, at the end of the week, I, I didn't know that when we were recording the podcast, uh, otherwise I would have told, uh, said something about it, but the writing was on the wall that Schubert would lose his place to Nübel. So I said, okay, now if I want to do a goalkeeper transfer, now is the time to do it, that it will make sense until the end of the season. And I brought in Gikiewicz because Gikiewicz and Horn are not playing at the same kickoff time until match day 33. I got that said, but I would have loved to bring in Sancho. And, uh, I Like a bit of a spoiler, 
Uh, I will correct that mistake this week. I, I, yeah, I don't think you'll be the only one. I am literally, I think I kind of taught myself out of making the sacrifice of funds because I was not, and you heard me last week, I was not convinced that Sancho would come back and make the impact he did. And I, I was foolish to doubt him, let's be honest. And I think I am now, yes, I may have to make a tough sacrifice somewhere else to get him in, but I think that sacrifice may just be worth it because the guy has been sensational this season and he is a fantasy gold mine. It has to be said. Okay, let's move on to the next question because it's a similar vein, but at Nathaniel Hyatt is asking, lads, who are your key fantasy players in these final matches from the relegation clubs and those just outside of the relegation zone? Because this is the big question facing, I think, everyone, Flo, is where to find the differentials right now. I wouldn't say that one of my key players is at the club close to the relegation zone. That uh, usually the players uh, look to mix and match depending on the matchup. I'm I'm not necessarily planning on having a guy from a bottom team, near bottom of the table team for the rest of the season. I might dip in. For instance, I still got Trimmel in my squad. And I like it for the next three match days. So Schalke, Cologne, Paderborn, that are the next three matches of Union. A player like Trimmel is definitely interesting during that time. But apart from that, you got Cologne, if you're still counting them near bottom of the table with 34 points. I think they, they are not in danger of dropping down the, the second division and getting relegated. But uh, they definitely have good two fixtures with Augsburg and Union coming up. So the likes of Kainz, Katterbach, and up front, if you want to invest in, in Cordoba, or even Modest to be really differential, that might be the way to go. But I, I don't have like building blocks of these teams in my squad. And I, I think you're just going there for the value and the value ju- is, is just there if these teams have good matchups. Like you saw what happens to the value assets you got from Fortuna Düsseldorf when they're playing at Munich. Yeah, I mean, it's it, not usable. It's a right? tricky situation, I think, for all of us uh, when it comes to differentials right now. And it's, it's natural to look for the, the teams further down the table. And I mean, I think if we're including just the teams in the bottom half of the table, you can throw Frankfurt into that mix as well. I'd steer clear of Schalke. But Frankfurt do offer a fair few differentials, albeit slightly riskier ones. We talked about Hinteregger, but the risk he is a centre-back. And yes, he's a goal-scoring centre-back, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a guarantee that he will find the net. I mean, you've got the likes of Almami Toure. Yeah, yeah, Frankfurt. But I didn't include them there because Frankfurt is at 35 points and they are at 11th place. So I didn't include Frankfurt. Frankfurt's definitely a team you can build on because also their fixture list looks pretty good. So you got Andre Silva up front. Uh, in midfield, Kostic, that's the expensive one. Kamada is a value pick. Both are great fantasy midfielders. And in defense, you, you mentioned Toure. I'm, I'm not that sure that there, like, there can be rotation on the right flank for Frankfurt. That's what's keeping me away. And that's why I think Hinteregger probably is the best choice in defense because you can be sure that he plays. Well, this is it. I have to say when I was looking at my player picks, um, Timothy Chandler was looking like a, a very interesting Vegas choice potential. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that is because I, like you, do think there may be a bit of rotation on that right wing. Yeah. And Toure wasn't 
like that convincing against uh, Bremen no. uh, last night. And so, yeah, I think Timmy Chanda, and we saw what, I mean, okay, he scored four goals already this season. He went through that incredible run of form. You know, he's beaten his personal best comfortably. I'm not sure we can necessarily expect him to recreate that type of goal scoring form, but he will be certainly someone that gets in the mix when it comes to end product in the final third, or you'd hope he would from that right wing. So yeah, it's, a, it's that's a bit of a risk, but I would, I think I would throw Frankfurt into that mix, but I think Flo, you've really covered a lot of the very good bases. I will throw one more name out and that really is because of his set-piece duties um, and that's Augsburg's Edvard Leuven. I think he's just one of those that he's right now for me hovering just under the radar and you can maybe have a gamble on him but it's not the most convincing gamble and there's definitely uh, there's a reason I'm calling it a gamble because there's an element of risk to it as well so uh, that was just the only other name I would throw out but I hope Nathaniel that that helps uh, answer your question let's move on to the next one it's a two-part one flow from at Shiva FPL he's asking which three players do you think are keepers for the rest of the match days so again it's this concept of looking five down the line but are there any guys that you think are immovable objects in your squad right now yeah, definitely in Kunku. Uh, I think even Angelino, after his performance, I think he's done enough to stay in the squad. And if he plays, he's one of the best bang for your buck uh, in defense, for sure. Then I, I, I have to think about it. I, as long as Kamada is staying in the starting lineup, he's not going out of my team. Uh, I think that's that's a good uh, way to look at it. Sancho, I'm bringing him in for this week and he'll definitely will stay there at least until the 33rd match day when the match is Dortmund against Leipzig. And of course, Joshua Kimmich, I, I think, uh, is staying in my squad no matter what. And you can make an argument that Pavar has earned that right yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah, still waiting for him to drop off a bit. <laughs> it's not, it's not happening. Well, it's not every day he's going to, you know, uh, be involved in two goals like he was against Dusseldorf, yeah. even though he, he is obviously a very big attacking threat from set pieces, but not just from set pieces. We've seen it from open play as well. Yeah. He's the type of player I'm looking at, Flo, and I think, you know, his price was very meager at the start of this season, if you think about it, and he's going to shoot. I reckon he'll be one of the most expensive defenders in the game next season, but he is someone you can capitalize on. And then in defense, I'd also throw in Hakimi yeah. into the mix as yeah. someone that I think can Definitely. be seen as an immovable object. Yeah. But it's interesting. You know who I haven't mentioned? Oh, I I, you know what? Actually, don't because I thought. It, it, please don't tell me it's a striker. Because I was going to say it's interesting that neither of us mentioned strikers there. Yeah. Because that's the second part of Shiva FPL's question. Okay. Yeah. Then um, go on. Okay. Then they say, are Werner and Lewandowski worth the premium over Schick and Muller, respectively? Tough to say. Because this is it. We didn't. We didn't say Werner and Lewandowski no. were immovable. No. And I, I think I. I don't think they are because I think you could make an argument that if you need to free up funds. For someone like Jaden Sancho, if you're in our boats, yeah. then maybe those are yeah. two to look at. Definitely. So I'm, I'm, I might sell Lewandowski for this match day to to give me the flexibility to bring in Sancho. And yeah, I, I might do that because they're playing at Leverkusen and then at home against Gladbach. We know that matchups aren't that important to Bayern, but I mean. Bayern has struggled against Leverkusen under Peter Bosch. They they struggled uh, in the recent past against Mönchengladbach. And you can then pick up strikers for half the money with a great matchup who can easily outscore Lewandowski. So, yeah, just because of the price tag. Uh, I've got an internal debate between Werner and Schick. 
right now. I mean, Vanna is 10 million more than Schick. The only thing I don't like about Schick is that like he comes off early pretty often. And he was swapped. He had a great game at Cologne, swapped out in the uh, 68 minutes. And Werner played through. I think that's the advantage you have with getting Werner than getting Schick. And Müller, I don't like that much because he doesn't scores enough. He doesn't score enough goals uh, for my taste. I mean, he's an assist king. That's good, but uh, I, I like strikers who can score more. And uh, sorry, James, but the phone is ringing here. Right, so flows flows back from his phone call. You may have noticed the ring in the background, but that's quite all right. This is part and process of uh, recording at home. And I think, in fairness, uh, he made some very salient points there about Lewandowski uh, and Werner. And I personally am looking at Lewandowski because I was thinking about it, Flo, from my perspective. If Lewandowski had scored two or maybe three in these, you know, the 5-2 win over Frankfurt and the 5-0 win over Dusseldorf, then I think you could say he's warranting his price tag. But you are right. There are players that could can you know that can match his goal scoring efforts right now that are more cut price and this weekend as well and it's something we will get to later on um getting rid of uh Lewandowski could actually allow you a bit more flexibility this weekend and so actually it's the very next question it's from at FPL Hefe uh, who says uh, Leipzig and Bayern are playing at the same time who do we start in that time slot can you rank Levy Muller Werner and Schick Werner would be number one for me. Like I said before, I've got a debate between Werner and Schick going on. If I knew that Schick plays 90 minutes, actually, I think Schick would get the nod because he looked very lively at Cologne. He's a, he's a target guy up front, a lot of heading chances, a lot of, a lot of shots at goal. So uh, I just have the concern with his playing time. And that's maybe why... Werner gets the like is is an inch. If but if you think about investing, you don't have any of the two guys. I, I'd go Schick over Werner just because of the ten million discount you get. But if we're just talking raw points, then it's Werner, Schick, Levy, Müller. Yeah, you know what? I, I would agree with that. And then this is it. I mean, Schick, he did get brought off early, as you mentioned, but he had a hand in nine of Leipzig's 19 shots. Yeah. Uh, so that's almost 50%. He set up to himself. He had seven shots on goal, most of which were headers. And Angelino's crosses seemed to be like a magnet for him. It was, yeah. it was absolutely bizarre. But yeah, that's, that's why I would actually fully, fully agree with your assessment there. Yeah. The second part of, uh, at FBL Hefe's question is, are there any fantasy implications for the weekend from that midweek match between Bremen and Frankfurt last night how much did the squads rotate do I avoid Kamada or is he a fine option good idea to get Wolfsburg players to target tired Bremen so plenty of questions in there <laughs> make, make of them what you will Flo well Bremen did a lot of rotation because like Bittencourt and Rashica they did take knocks at Schalke weren't up to 100% both started on the bench Zelke got a start ahead of Sargent yeah Velkovic was back uh, after his uh, suspension um, because of his fifth yellow card. I, I, I think for Bremen, it's pretty clear how the squad will look. Next match day maybe is uh, the duel between Friedel and Augustinsson. So if you have Friedel, definitely reason for concern that Augustinsson might get the start over Friedel this week. 
On the Frankfurt side, they played their their strongest side, weren't rotating that much. And I'm a bit afraid as a Bremen supporter that they now do a bit of rotation against Mainz ahead uh, ahead of the cup match at Munich next week. But not too much. I, I'm not too concerned. So as long as Hütter isn't play, is saying in the presser that he's going to rotate, rotate a lot, I'm not thinking about dropping Kamada. Uh, he's fine if he plays. If you want to invest this week, I'm not sure that I would go Kamada over Baumgartner, for instance. They're basically in the same price range. So the small rotation concern I have with a player like Kamada uh, might uh, give a player like Baumgartner the knot in a head-to-head um, between these two players. Um, if we're looking at Wolfsburg, definitely interesting players. We have Maximilian Arnold, uh, the set-piece taker. And like we've seen yesterday, it's, it's not a bad idea to take the set-piece taker of the team playing Bremen. He's interesting, but he's also pretty expensive. So uh, he's 16 million. You can get cheaper if you're buying Brekalo for 9.1 million. That would be my price considered favorite pick of Wolfsburg would be Brekalo for 9.1 million. Mimidi is it 11.1 could also pay off. I wouldn't spend up 2 million more for Mimidi in, in what's basically a coin flip who gets more points. Renato Steffen is um, suspended because of his fifth yellow, so uh, he's not an option this weekend. It's interesting. Actually, I, I initially thought when I was reading this question, or oh, maybe someone like Joao Victor, you know, could be a good one. The problem with Joao Victor, he's a forward. Yeah. He's 8.8 million. If he was a midfielder, it'd be a great option. But as a forward, it's just not enticing. So I think you've covered definitely all the bases there very well. So well done, because that was a that was a multi-question thrown at you there, Flo, uh, and you handled it admirably. Maybe Mbabu could be an option in defense also for 9.6 million that's not it's not a bad idea yeah something tells me and I know I've written the script so I might have inside knowledge here but something tells me he's going to come up later on in the show as well Um, but anyway we will move on to a slightly more simple question Um, and we have kind of touched on this but I just want to ask it anyway at Hafid FW is asking with Frankfurt having favorable fixtures for the upcoming match days is it good to invest in them yes uh, I think we we mentioned all Interesting players there. If you feel like gambling, Chandler is probably the one we we have, uh, apart from uh, Silva, Kamada, Kostic and Hinteregger, uh, you can look at. Indeed. Okay, then, uh, at Gavin underscore Doyle underscore IE. Again, I mean, this is this is maybe a quick yes or no question, but he's asking, is Sancho a must-have now? He says, I could bring him in, but I'd have to sacrifice Harvards to do so. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Okay. Second part of his question, though, he says, are there any under-the-radar picks out there from less fancy teams because too many FBL teams, so fantasy Bundesliga teams, are now looking the same, so it's hard to gain on or pull away from uh, mini-league opponents? Is, is there someone... This weekend, flow maybe maybe two players that stand out as potential differentials just for this match day. Um, and I, so, if you don't have Benzabaini and you're looking to invest in a Friday evening game, uh, I think the, a guy like Patrick Hammer could be very interesting. And I, w- I would say basically 
look at the Gladbach lineup because we all have headaches all the time how their midfield selection looks. We now get the benefit of knowing that before you get to confirm your transfers. They are definitely guys you can look at who are differential. If you think Freiburg can do anything, um, I think Jonathan Schmid is very interesting. He's a defender in the game, 9.2 million. But if Kübler plays, Schmid is playing as an attacking winger. And he's a defender in the game. And also... Um, has some kind of set piece duties, but we have to wait and see. Like, is is Grifo uh, also doing the set pieces? So that's not like you can't bank on it too much. But still, uh, playing as an attacking winger, defender in the game, and definitely a differential way to go about the Friday evening match. And if you feel really funky, maybe you can. Uh, go with Nassim Bujalab of Schalke because he's likely to replace West McKenney, who did pick up his fifth yellow and Bujalab is just 3.6 million. Uh, I wouldn't have mentioned him if they weren't playing and a standalone kickoff time. That's, that's the only reason uh, I, I bring him up. But apart, apart from that, Maybe Torgan Hazard is an interesting differential way to go about the Dortmund match. Yeah, you know what, Flo? I think you've covered a lot of bases there when it comes to differentials. I will, th- I will throw out three other names that you didn't just mention there. One's in your squad, actually, and it's Christopher Trimmel, who does afford you a bit of flexibility um, and obviously is a set-piece master for Union. And if they're ever going to turn their form around, Schalke may be the place to do it. A higher-priced defender that I do think could be a huge differential this week, especially against Paderborn, is Marcel Haustenberg coming back for Leipzig because, again, he does have a few set-pieces in his locker. And while he hasn't been quite as adventurous in this new role as part of a three-man back line. I think there are potential dividends to be had uh, against a Paderborn side who, let's be honest, are likely to concede a fair few against Leipzig. And then the final one, uh, someone that again has been kind of flirting on the outside of my radar since the Bundesliga's restart because since the Bundesliga's restart he's finally playing in a more advanced position that we expected him to at the start of the season that's Hoffenheim's Robert Skoll because again I'm talking about set pieces this guy has set pieces in his locker not just to set up teammates but also to find the back of the net from direct free kicks as well and he has been in fine form since the Bundesliga's restart heavily involved in almost all of Hoffenheim's attacking play and so those are three names I would throw out as maybe uh, differentials but again the risk with differentials is that they can ultimately unfortunately uh, go a little wrong sometimes so do tread carefully okay let's move on to another listener question it's from at fpl underscore sup uh, he is he's given us his team flow he's got Werner player and Lewandowski up front He's got Kainz and Kunku, Harvats, Baumgartner and Serenren Baze in midfield. He's got Zimmerman, Yedvai, Hakimi, Katabach, Benzabayini in defence. And he's got Luta and Kassenmeyer in goal. He's got 3.1 million in the bank and he's asking for suggestions. Where would you start? I would start with selling Yedvai because he's probably not playing. And that's always a good point to to, to start your, your transfers. Same goes true to Bazin, who I don't expect to start. So if you get rid of these two players, uh, that's definitely good because spe- they're playing at the last kickoff time, uh, Augsburg against Cologne. You've got four players out of these 
two teams. That's too much, in my opinion. Go into the last match with Kainz and Katterbach, uh, I think would be way better. And then I would sell Harvards on top of that to have the funds to actually do some decent stuff. Uh, I don't think you can afford Sancho there. He's just too expensive and it, it, it costs you uh, around, uh, over 2 million to upgrade from uh, Harvard's to Sancho. And then you've got what is left from Bazi and Getwai, and that's not enough, in my opinion, to to do some good transfers. Can, can I just ju- can I jump in really quick, Flo? Yeah. Because, sorry, I mean, I've, I'm looking at this team and it's striking me as I read over it that I believe this is one of those teams that's been created on the back of the Bundesliga's restart, yeah. right? So they have only started with 150 million. Yeah, I know. And can I maybe make the counter-argument that at that point, Saranran Beze, I wouldn't make a priority to get rid of him because at that price, you can afford to leave him on your bench in the final match. I would maybe free up funds by getting rid of Lewandowski and Harvard and Yedvai. Yeah. And then you could get Sancho in. You can definitely swap Lewandowski for Silva and then you have like 15 million uh, to get to, to get Sancho and a uh, higher price defender. Definitely a worse consideration. I personally still like, like, there's no guarantee that Hatter looks good under Labadia. So there's no guarantee that Sancho has a day. Like, like last week, I felt like it's Sancho's week. It's not necessarily that easy for Dortmund to score goals than it was last week. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. And if I then could maybe, uh, instead of Sancho, bring in a costage, which, which frees up money, and I have 15 players who all play and just two players on the last kickoff time, I personally prefer that approach. So that's why I would stick with the three men up front and, and look to move Harvard's Bazir and yet wide, but then not being able to, to buy Sancho. Yeah. That's how I, I would look at it. But uh, definitely also viable to, to go with Lewandowski. Well, that's it. I mean, this, this is, uh, we can't agree on everything, Flo, uh, else this show would be rather boring. But there, I think we've given uh, at FPL underscore sub, uh, you know, two very good routes to go down. Um, cause otherwise I don't, as, as a team that has been made after the restart, I don't have many problems with other, the other players that are in there, especially, uh, for this weekend, given some of their fixtures. So yeah, yeah I think he's got, he's got two good ways to go. Um, let's move on to the next question. It's from at FPL addicted. The first part of his question. He says, thank you very much, guys, for answering my question in the last podcast. It's our pleasure. That was easy. Uh, Second part, Flo, he says, there are lots of players in my team that maybe need to change. He's got Schubert, Gulda, Kainz, Cunha, Gnabry, Harvest, Zimmerman. He asks, who would you guys change and for who? He also notes that he doesn't have Kimmich and Sancho. So if you have a second goalkeeper who's playing, probably Schubert wouldn't be a priority for me. Because we got only three match days left where you can use the added flexibility of having two goalkeepers who are actually the number one of their clubs. So that's something to keep in mind. I made the change last week because I thought, well, now, if I want to do it, now's the time. Any later and like it's, it's not probably not worth it. Then I would definitely sell Cunha. I mean, that was harsh. I, I brought him in myself. There was no news on Cunha having a concussion last week. 
until the kickoff. Yeah, that was a blow. Uh, and I, I think, yeah, that's something we have to deal with because nowadays the training sessions are not as public as they used to be before the uh, corona break. And I think there's a lot less information we get regarding the health of players. So that you, you're in for a few bad surprises and Cunha definitely was one of them. I would get rid of him. He, he's questionable for this week and they're playing at Dortmund. That would be enough for me to make him priority number one. Priority number two would be Kai Havertz to get you enough money to do stuff and he's playing at home against Munich. Um, and then I don't like the high price tag of, of Havertz. And that would actually be the only two guys I would look to ship out if Gould is not in the starting lineup for Freiburg. Definitely that would be the three guys to sell. And even if, if you find three good players you like for that money, uh, Kunja, Havertz and Gulde would be the way to go for me. Yeah, that's it. But I think, yeah, if Gould is in the starting lineup, there's no real need to ship him out because, you, yeah. you know, you, you may get lucky um, and he may pop up with one of those rare goals that we were talking about a few weeks ago again or a bit of involvement. And the worst case is if he doesn't perform, you, you can ship him out of your squad yeah. um, and, and leave him on the bench for the weekend. Not a problem. So that, that's right. If he if he plays and it's a Friday, Friday evening, why not keep him in the squad? Especially if you don't have Benzabaini and you can star man Gould. It it doesn't do you any harm. No, I, I would completely agree yeah. with that. And the question for who uh, I would change them, I think that's self-explanatory um, because we talked about all the players and you have to mix and match what uh, budget fits and uh, which player you like the most. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we, we've given out a plethora of options in, I think, yeah. every position already so far yeah. this show. So, yeah, you can take your pick from those. Um, and I think that's a good, yeah, good way to leave it. Yeah. And, and, and in the end, I think every manager has to do their own transfers. We can point in directions and give arguments in favor of players. And, but at, at the end, it's, it's your team. And so, so do what you think is best based on the information. We are giving out, I think, is a good way to, to go about things. Yeah, definitely. We can't do all the work for you guys, you know. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, let's, let's move on to the next list of question, um, from at LFC boot room. And you know what? He's got a three part question flow, but I'm going to actually, you know what? I need to answer. I'll ask all three yeah. because they all kind of link in. And I think we can answer it in one succinct answer here. So is it absolutely crazy to want to remove Lewandowski? Number two, doubling up with our uh, Leipzig forwards with Schick. You know, he already has Werner. Is that a good one week punt? And then part three is if you had to get rid of one of Lewandowski, or player for this week for Schick, who would you remove? So uh, I think we already uh, said it's not crazy to want to remove Lewandowski or I would be a, a crazy person because I, I, I definitely think about doing that. And it could, might well be the case that I'm going to pull the trigger on that. Doubling up, you know that I don't like it as much, but on the other hand, Leipzig is also playing with Frankfurt and the same kickoff time. And um, there's not that much of a different uh, route going Vanna and Silva than going Vanna and Schick. You're probably capping your upside a bit because if, if Vanna scores a hat-trick, it's unlikely that Schick scores a hat-trick as well. Um, but 
uh, Werner can score a hat-trick and Silva can score a hat-trick. On the other hand, you can make, definitely make, can make the argument that one, either Schick or Werner probably will have a pretty big game against Paderborn. Also viable. So I think you, you're a bit more safe with doubling up. But like if all falls perfectly, you probably could make more points uh, if you go with a guy like Silva. Um, but it's not that different because of the same kickoff time. So I don't mind doubling up because Schick is very good value for money right now. That's just the way it is. And from the standalone fixtures, we don't have, I don't have that many strikers alike very much. Probably Torgan Hadar is the best, the best choice because uh, I don't think that Haaland will be good to go against Hatta. But he's much more expensive than, than Schick. I think he's around 19 million. Yeah, if you want to spend up for Azar. Yeah, he's he's very high priced. Yeah. But then actually, I mean, on the back of that question, it, it feeds perfectly into our next question because it is a striker that we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, a question from Liverbird2703. Should I remove Vout Weghorst and who should I get in? Now, Weghorst does have a standalone fixture on Sunday against Bremen. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about him. Should we have? Yeah, maybe. But Bremen, for most of stretches against Frankfurt, the, they looked solid uh, in the defense. So I'm, I'm don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair against Wolfsburg. Uh, he can score after set pieces, but the price tag from 7.3 million is like Vejos is not in the condition to merit that price tag. I, I would definitely think of removing him and the likes of Schick or Silva. Uh, a much better value, in my opinion, than Paul Bechos. And I, I don't expect Bremen to f- fall apart, but yeah, it's it's not out of the question that that could happen and Bechos has a hand in it, but he, he, he's not on the high like we've seen from him at the beginning of the season. No, all from last season, admittedly. I, I, you know what, I, reading it... There is definitely differential potential there, uh, no doubt about it. And it's one of those, without knowing the rest of your squad, it's hard to judge. But I, I don't know if I'd necessarily make him my first priority because, as I said, there is potential. He could he could pay off big yeah. and be a huge differential this weekend, but there is the risk that he won't. Um, so uh, that kind of gives you a non-answer where we're kind of sitting on the fence a little bit, Life of Bird. But I hope at least our thought process there helps um, to some extent. We'll move on to the next question. Um, and I have to say, I'm already noticing, I think we're going to have to cut some of the questions out here. But what I will do, the ones that I haven't got around to answering, we will. I will uh, endeavor to, to answer on Twitter instead. But moving on to the next question, at FPL Essential, a quick one flow, Harvards to Sancho, yay or nay? Yay. Baumgartner, keep or sell? Keep. And then he's asking for the best Stefan replacement around about the same price. Because, of course, as we've mentioned, Stefan suspended this weekend. I, w- I would say if you don't have too much involvement in Augsburg Cologne, I think Kainz is very interesting because he gives you flexibility, closing out the match day, not the worst fixture in the world, although Cologne struggles against Augsburg historically. But, I mean, that might change on, on Sunday. In the same squad, you got Kubrekalo, who's interesting. Baumgartner, uh, you already uh, have in your, your squad. And I th- Patrick Hammond, uh, if he's in the starting lineup, he comes at nine point 
seven. Yeah, I think all, all very viable options. And we have also mentioned if you want to stick in the, the Wolfsburg camp, uh, Josip Brekelo as well um, is around about the same price as well. Yeah. Okay, moving on. At FF underscore Vader, he's been in touch again. Not quite a quick fire round this time, Flo, but he's asking, is it worth sacrificing Unkunku or Baumgartner for a similarly priced captaincy option? So I think he's looking for flexibility here, mm-hmm. but would you get rid of one of those two? No. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would either. No. Wouldn't do it. Especially Unkunku, because you could star man him, and then yeah. you may not need to move yeah. your star man again. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, we l- we love flexibility, and I like the way that you uh, quickly adapted to that, that it's important to be able to think about having as many shots at a great star man as possible is a really good way to think about it. But that doesn't mean that you have to force the issue. So I would be hard-pressed, for instance, to bring in a striker of the Union Schalke game. That Just because it gives me more flexibility doesn't make any move sensible. Especially if they are closing out for you. Which, like, giving a star man to a player who gives you two points can be a, a, a risk. So... Uh, I think Baumgartner and Kunku are uh, great choices for this week and wouldn't think of selling him. He's also asking uh, for the best sub-10 million defender other than Ben Zabayini. We've mentioned, I mean, we've mentioned a couple, right? Uh, Tr- Trimmel, Angelino kind of spring to mind quickly. Uh, then I, I'm going with Zimbabwe, Ooh, 9.6 okay. million. Uh, I like the standalone fixture uh, at Bremen. Bremen struggles mightily to score goals. And they are vulnerable uh, after set pieces. So uh, in Babel, the more I think about the match day, the more I like uh, in Babel going in. Oh, that's fair enough. And he's also asking, how much will you be weighing next match day's bad fixtures for Hoffenheim and Gladbach in your decisions? Especially with, with Gladbach, I think about it, because they're playing at Munich. Uh, Hoffenheim plays on a Friday evening. So that's that's something I don't mind that much. Because, like, it's your first shot at everything. Um, if I have involvement in a Friday evening game, that's not paying off. It's not the end of the world. So I, with, with Hoffenheim, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't shy away from me, especially since for me, Baumgartner is the only real viable option uh, in the Hoffenheim squad. So, uh, but... Uh, if you think about loading up on Gladbach with three or four players and then you're sitting there next week and saying, oh, they're playing at Munich. Well, I haven't thought about that. I have to do like 10 transfers to make my squad look good. Yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree with you there, though, that the Friday game, especially seeing as Leipzig haven't proven infallible since the Bundesliga's restart. I mean, Köln scored two goals against them, uh, you know, last weekend on Monday. So I wouldn't I wouldn't stress too much about Hoffenheim. And so therefore you can kind of bite the bullet for that, as Flo says, initial shots at the weekend. Now, the next two questions were from R. Ian Pritchard and AK underscore FPL1, uh, who are asking what to do with Angelino now and whether Angelino will start again. I think we've kind of underlined the fact that we are expecting him to start and yeah. as a result Flo and I will both be sticking by him yeah. um, so what I will do is instead move on to the other parts of at AK underscore FPL1's questions yeah and I'll starman him over Kimmich oh a- Absolutely, absolutely. Um, But yeah, AK underscore FPL1 is asking for Caraman replacements at 7 million. And I mean, that's a bit tougher because you've dropped a couple of million and we had the Hermans, we had the the Brecolos, but they're a little outside of that price range. So, Well, Kynes isn't. Oh, true. So Kynes will be my first first choice. 
there. Baumgartner isn't like he's close, but could be that you have both. But Baumgartner and Kainz definitely um, the routes I would go. Uh, you know what? I've also got one in my back pocket, but I'm going to keep it there until the player pick. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, AK underscore FPL one. Interesting. Uh, he's also asking with Saran Ranbeze, keep or sell for a cheap gem? Yeah, I would, I would sell. See, uh, I'm, yeah, uh, you know what? I think... I mean, I, I've got it, the it, it hopes. Does depend. Let's let's just say if Laszlo Benes is for some reason in the starting lineup for Gladbach, it changes Ooh. a lot for this weekend because he's two point seven oh, million, yes. and uh, he would be the instant best value out on the market. Yeah, and so the final part of AK underscore FPL one's question is thoughts on Bremen against Wolfsburg. I think we've covered all those bases. So what I'm going to do is move on to the next question. It's from our good friend, the man who runs the TFF Pokal, Haymarket Second, who I also have to say has just a wonderful turn of phrase. Uh, so this is his question. He says, if I was in a close cut match, had a strong team, was about to lose on the second elf meter and had a goalkeeper picking up splinters on the pine, which goalie would you pass the bones to for a chance at Snake Eyes and Big points. Schwolo, Gulacci, Hrdeczki, Pavlenka, or the Geeky Freaky, <laughs> which I can only assume is Rafael Geekovic, who, yeah, let's be honest, that man is a character in his prime. But what do you think? Because you've, you've talked about the goalkeeper, you've talked about the fact that you felt that it was necessary to make a decision last week, but maybe too late now. But yeah, well, well, but do you like do you like any of those options? Yeah, definitely Geekovic would be my choice just because of the price tag. And probably my second would be Pavlenka, because uh, Bremen is improved, but still conceding shots at goal. But uh, like he, he kept a clean sheet three of the last four matches. So I think Pavlenka would be my my second choice there. I, I did the moves because I felt everything I do is sideways. So I'm I'm not doing a transfer just for the sake of doing a transfer. If I'm not feeling it, it improves my team. Enough, and if I'm at that point that I feel I've, I've made two transfers with my off-field players, I, I don't think with the budget I've got, I, I, I can improve my team. Then looking at goalkeepers, still viable now. Um, then Kikiewicz at home against Schalke. Yeah, that would probably be my choice. Yeah, no, you know what? I think I would agree with that. I did throw out Schwaller's name um, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think it's still a, a viable option as well because he does have a lot of standalone fixtures Definitely. and he does afford a lot of flexibility. He, I mean, he scored big against Frankfurt naturally because they had so many shots on goal, not so much against Leverkusen because there weren't that many shots on goal. But to be honest, I think there, there's some very good options in there. And I think take your pick, Haymarket second, but trust your gut yeah. at that point. And, now, and, I will- and I'm not a goalkeeper scoring expert expert uh, any stretch of the imagination <laughs> I, th- I think it's the hardest to predict pr- uh, position in, in fantasy and that's why I'm not sh- even trying to like I'm, I'm, I'm not breaking my head no but uh, I, th- I think your tactics maybe your your instinct hey market second is better <laughs> than mine <laughs> well, I was going to say but your tactics in the past have proven to be quite uh, fruitful when it comes to goalkeepers I think for a lot of the listeners and even myself as well I'll be honest um, okay at Ignatius Brian L1 a man who always gets in touch he says I have too many Hoffenheim and Gladbach players obviously a problem now he's got player Karajabek Baumgartner Ben Zabayini he's asking who would you get rid of this week I think there's one clear uh, candidate, right? You, you mean Kadarabek? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we're not sure. Like, Kicker has him in uh, expected lineups right now. He missed last week due to personal reasons. We're not sure what that is. I think all these players are actually fine. 
but Calarabic definitely first one to go. And the other three I would look to hold on to. Um, there's some talk about maybe Venn, who just got a, his contract ex, uh, extended by Gladbach, could rotate in for Benzebaini at Freiburg. Then definitely Benzebaini, of course, naturally number one to drop. But I'm, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Uh, but it could. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. His second part of the question is about Christopher Trimmel, but I think, again, we've covered those bases. The third part, he said, just want to say thanks. You're helping me a lot. And that is what we are here to do. That is our aim, to provide a bit of support and 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 ultimately air the discussion a little bit, because you may find that Flo and I, are, you know, it helps when you kind of talk through your opinions on some of these things. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you saying thank you, though. Uh, that's always, always a nice touch. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, we've got We've got a fair few more. But I'm going to cut it down to just two. Oh, oh, we make it quick fire, James. I swear I can I can do it quick. Okay, all right, let's do quick fire. Okay, so at Viking J13, he says, "Hi guys, looking for flexibility in my midfield. I've got Unkunku, Harvets, Kostic, all in the same time slot. He wants to bring in Neuhaus, but for who? Harvets." Agreed. Okay, at Nihal, 71906252, best forwards under 15 million. He says he has Turam and Werner. Silver. Is sacrificing Gnabry for Sancho a smart move? We've answered that one already. Steffen replacements from at DMP right. We've answered that already. Yeah. Uh, at Andreas Reza one ask, is Arnold a must have for this match day? No. Uh, at Claret FPL, if you have Sancho and Guerrero, do you stick on Guerrero or move to someone like Nkunku? Uh, um, I would switch to Nkunku. Uh, but I, it's not, like, it's not a bad choice to, to have both. I just think Nkunku is, like, with his price tag, he's, Close to a must-have. Uh, absolutely. Plus, this weekend, it also affords you a bit more flexibility as well with your star man. Yeah. Um, at Korosh for you, actually, I almost don't want to give Korosh any advice because he's trying to knock me out of the cut. But uh, anyway, at Korosh for you says, doubling up uh, Sabitzer with Unkunku or pick Kostic. Uh, Kostic. And then he's also... Oh, 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 oh he has Sabitzer. And once so I, I was reading it the other way around that he has Nkunku and wants to double up with Sabitzer. Well, uh, so if you've got Nkunku, I would pick Kostic. If you've got Sabitzer, I probably would pick Nkunku. Yeah, you know what? That could be read both ways. Yeah. So that's we've covered all the bases. That's good. Yeah. And then the final one. At Madyaha. And it's Silva. I think the uh, oh, second sorry. part of the question is Silva over Haaland. That's and it, because we're waiting to find out Haaland's fitness. The thing is, question, question. If if, yeah, Luc- I'm not, I'm, if I'm, Lucien Favre does come out and say yeah. Haaland's back, yeah, how likely that is? I mean, have you ever got any information out of a presser with Lucien Favre? <laughs> <laughs> no, you get a lot of yeah. philosophical no uh, way platitudes know with uh, Mr. Lucien. But, okay, if he gets asked a direct question, at least not that. Like we we might know that he's out, but we won't know if he's like a hundred percent. True. So and that's why it's easy, easy silver for me. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's definitely the better safe than sorry approach there with that one. And then the final one from at Mad Yaha, best player to pick for Sunday. Mm, well, it's, it's, it's a tough one for me between, I, I, I like Brekalo, Trimble and Kynes. Take your pick out of these three. Oh. Um, Kynes probably, I like the most. Yeah. So it's a three for one offer there. He asked for one, he got three. Yeah. That's even better, yeah. I'm sure. Now, okay. The question is, have we left any stone unturned in your opinion, Flo? Don't think so. I even <laughs> mentioned 
Pujalap, so what, what, what more can you expect? I was going to say, if we've mentioned a Schalke player on this show, then you know we've done it all. Okay, then we will close out the show with our player picks. Firstly, thank you for everyone that sent in questions and got in touch. And yes, I think, Flo, we've made the right choice there. Quick fire at yeah. the end, but we got through them all. So thank you so much for everyone that did get in touch. Uh, but let's move on to our player picks. Vegas choice, Flo, who are you going for? I'm going with Patrick Herrmann, 9.7 million. If he's in the starting lineup, then... Could be a great differential pick on a Friday evening. Starman him uh, could be great. We already know that Embolo is out for the match at Freiburg, so that's definitely improving his chances. If he doesn't play the likes of Hofmann, and yeah, already said if Benish plays, he's a stone lock uh, for me uh, to, to for, for the best value on the match day. But Hamann. We've seen him having great fantasy games and he can score goals and he's definitely involved in shots a lot. And he's only 9.7 million. Yeah, I, I think a very valuable choice and a great Vegas choice as well. Uh, someone we've praised a lot on this show, my Vegas choice, Kevin Mbabu. He's 9.6 million as a defender. I think I don't really need to go into the qualities he brings. He scored 16 points last time out. I think we could maybe see him score well again against Bremen. Sorry to say that, Flo. Um, yeah. Super Schnepchen. And I did forget to mention him um, Bob, uh, as I was asked about the favorite players on Sunday. He's definitely in, very true. in that boat as well. How about your super schnapchen then? Uh, I'm going with Markus Suttner. 2.6 million for Düsseldorf. Forget the Bayern game. Before that, he had 8 and 9 points. And they're playing Hoffenheim. I think Düsseldorf has a shot to keeping that close. I'll instantly change that pick to Laszlo Benesch if he's in the starting lineup for Gladbach. Yeah, no, I... Uh, to be honest, Super Schnepchen was a bit tough this week, I have to say. Yeah, and so is. the reason I had someone in my back pocket I mentioned earlier, he's a 5.2 million midfielder, and I'm taking a massive punt on Robert Andrich as well of Union Berlin this weekend, because again, I mean, this is the guy with the most shots on goal without scoring this season. If he's ever, ever going to break that duck, Schalke could be the team to do it against. Um, so I think he could be an interesting option in midfield at 5.2 million. How about your banker flow? Yeah, I, I debated, uh, like I said, I debated between Schick and Werner and, and I'm going, because Werner is the obvious one and uh, we consider, like, price is also a factor in our player choices. And I think Patrick Schick, for 11.3 million playing at home against Paderborn is too good to pass on. He's my banker. Yeah, a very good choice. I have to say, my banker choices since the Bundesliga's restart, I'll be honest, have been absolutely shocking. And I, I instead of trying to go down the safe route and, and pick someone like Timo Werner, who obviously would be a very good choice and, and would counter the Patrick Schick choice of flow, I've gone a slightly different route because he is a man in form. He's scored four goals since the Bundesliga's restart and he is someone we have mentioned. It's Andre Silva, 11.1 million. So he's 0.2 cheaper than Schick. And I'm hoping he can maybe restore a bit of faith in my, my bank choices this week the frankfurt man but anyway that will bring us to an end of this week's talking foosball fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at talking foosball on twitter give us a like on facebook and if you haven't yet joined the talking foosball league for now from me your host james surrogate flow and the rest of the talking foosball crew auf wiederhören auf wiederhören